Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Back to the Lombardi Suite. NFL Week 10 coming off a barn burner in Kansas City. I'm Zach Ruiner, Jana Wilson, Luke Grammer, Trevor Lander with me. Uh, Trevor's all happy, uh, excited. He, he just heard the rumors that we could get OBJ, and he's really wanting him. He's super excited for it. Uh, he's been saying the Packers need a playmaker. They need a true wide receiver one. So, Trevor, why do you think that Odell Beckham Jr. could surpass Devonta Adams? Do we do we want to do this now? 30, 40 seconds in. Do you want me to go through my spiel of why God don't give us OBJ? Or I, mm-hmm. I feel like we should wait yep. for later. No BJ. Um <laughs> look, I oh, I just realized that could be a really bad <laughs> I apologize for that, ladies and gentlemen. I of did course not, I would okay. be the one that can beside the point. Um Janet, get your mind out of the gutter. Um we have not much money. <laughs> and it's interesting hearing the same fans that we're just talking got it. about. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, um, you know, it, it's entertaining to me because we have no money, right? We're like, throw money. It's like, weren't you the same people that said, well, we don't have the money for Stefan Gilmore. Um, now we have less. And on top of less money, we have the shittiest special teams I have seen in a while. Um, maybe ever and defensive depth. We don't have offensive line. Royce Newman has a Jersey. So that tells you all you need to know. Um, why would we give him anything more than max? It, it just doesn't make sense. Like, isn't, is another weapon going to do much? It, not as much as any of those other three things could be like, we can't even kick a goddamn field goal. What are we doing? Well, uh, I don't think money's an issue. Like he's going to be paid a million bucks. He doesn't care about money. He's getting paid seven million from the Browns, no matter where he goes. Um, and the Packers saved what, like four hundred thousand by cutting their long snapper. Which, by the way, bad move. But like they still saved. They almost paid for Odell Beckham by cutting a long snapper. Um, so I don't think money is an issue. I don't think money matters. Um, I just don't think it helps us. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, with the the state of the special teams, it's just like, if Odell comes on the team, you have to move somebody off of special teams. I know some people are saying we can just get rid of Malik Taylor. And while I agree he's not doing anything for the offense, and he's definitely not, or he shouldn't be the returner. He shouldn't be a kick returner. I don't know why we did that. I just think the Packers think he's a kick returner. So then if we don't have him, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Amari Rogers? Because I don't trust him to do it. I don't want Randall Cobb back there just because I don't want him taking any hits. Like punt return, fine. I don't want him at kick return. So Put put Odell back there. Jesus. Like, no, I don't trust him. (laughs) He's going to take it out every time, and he's going to be running left and right more than north and south. I coached somebody like Odell, looked like Odell, played like Odell, and he would just run around for 30 seconds and gain one yard and most likely fumble at every single play. And it was a nightmare. Like, he's just that kind of player. And the, I don't know. Like, I'm not of the camp that I think Odell's bad. I don't. I think he's still a good player. I don't think he's an all-pro. I think he is nowhere near what he used to be. I think his legs are shot. I think that's a big reason why his uh, he's dropping everything. I, I just don't think he's a fit for this offense, to be completely honest. Like, the reason why Odell hasn't worked in Cleveland is because he runs his own routes. Like, he takes liberties and freedoms to do his own thing because he thinks it's better. And I don't think he's a cancer in the locker room. 
but I think he thinks everything is about him. And I think he makes the best decisions always. And that's not going to fly with Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers expects you to be in a certain place at a certain time. And like, could he change that? Yes. But I don't think it's worth the risk of that. Added with the special teams issues. I just don't think it's worth it. Quite honestly, he's a perfect fit for the Chiefs, and the Chiefs probably should sign him. Um, but, Luke, I know you're for Odell. So uh, why do you want to bring Odell in? It's a little biased, but, you know, Odell, you know, I, I, I'm in the same realm as you, Zach. I don't think, you know, Odell's a bad player by any means. I don't think he's washed up. I don't think he's overrated even. Maybe overrated, but, you know, everyone who's saying that he only got famous off of one catch, whatever, the dude had 5,000-yard receiving um seasons in his eight years um you know he's still he's young yet so i i imagine some legs are still there he can still play a little bit um i just think he opens up a lot more for the running game if you can get two guys going down the field uh vertically uh or i mean you know get mvs whoever down the field vertically get Devontae adams in the middle that's so much more work you can get for aaron jones for aj dillon who they seem to you know be running a ton um and I, i i'm with you zach i don't think he's that big of a cancer like he is off the field or his mental stuff happened in New York when he's had two bad games. And there really hasn't been anything else other than that, that I can think of right away. Um, I, I do agree. He's not a great fit for this offense, but I, I think with Aaron Rodgers, almost anyone who produces a fit for, for this offense. The whole head case, uh, he's kind of a head case, but like the whole locker room cancer thing is just media bullshit. Yeah. Like every single wide receiver screams at their quarterback to pass in the football. That's just a wide receiver thing. Uh, They're on their own island out there. They're playing a completely different game than the others, you know, seven people between the tackles there. Um, So I, Odell's fine. Like he's not an issue in that way uh, at all. I will say though, like, so you move him onto the offense, right? Starting offense, let's just say. Um, I don't know who you take off because I don't think Marquez Velda Scantling's a great player, but I think he's a better deep threat than Odell. Yep. Uh, Alan Lazard's not a great receiver, but he's good in broken plays, and he's one of the better uh, blocking wide receivers in the NFL. So I don't want him. And then you're looking at Devontae. Uh, definitely not. <laughs> And then, like, do you take a tight end off? Sure, maybe in certain situations. There's just – it's tough for me. Like, I can see how this could work, and I can see how this could be a disaster. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why he would want to join the Packers, though. Right. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. What's your thoughts, Janet? All right. Um, <laughs> so, as a player, I really like him. Um, he's really motivated a lot of the times, but, um, y'all know I follow NFL drama and I like to like keep up on it. So I don't like him as a person. I don't know. And I I understand like everybody's like, oh, well, Green Bay is a different place. Like when you come to Green Bay, a lot of the players don't get into a lot of trouble because there's not shit to do like in Green Bay like that. Um, so maybe it would be good if he came to Green Bay just so that he could calm down. Just I think he brings too much drama. Um, uh, and I don't know, like you said, it could just be the media talking bullshit and like coming up with stuff on him. But I do like him as a player. I think he's really motivated and he loves the game. And um, if he really wants to come to Green Bay because everybody else in that locker room is just as motivated to get to the Super Bowl, if he's in that same mindset, I think he would be good in, you know, in the locker room and stuff like that. But um, as far as, like, his drama, I really don't think it fits. Like, we are, we've already had a bunch of stuff arise in the past, like, what, 10 10 days, 11 days. So can you imagine like him just adding his drama along with the rest of us? It would just be chaotic. To be fair, if I lived in New York and Cleveland where their river literally started on fire, I would also flip shit. But <laughs> I will yeah. I will say from firsthand experience, Janet is right. There's not much to it in, in Green Bay and the, the bars that, that are, you know, kind of downtown and stuff. The old people stay there till like 10, 10 p.m. So the vibe is all wrong. So nothing really happens until, you know, people start drinking and then the whole. Shamar's you know, there till two, though. Right. 
<laughs> it, it just it just sucks you go and the old people are there and ruining my mood and I can't you know do whatever. But um Can't I, shotgun Red Bulls and <laughs> you're right. Where's the bar? <laughs> Um, yeah, no. I mean, I I guess he like I do feel like he would add on to the team. I don't know if you all saw the presser where Devontae Adams was like, "Well, you know, um, I guess he's gonna have to be okay with just uh, catching two passes and you know getting twelve yards." So I don't know. I really like Devontae having all the spotlight too. So, well. Regardless of the drama around Odell, regardless if it's fair, regardless if it's real, it doesn't matter. Like he brings drama and a distraction to the Packers through whether it's his fault or not. It's the same reason why I say what you want about the end of his career. But like Tim Tebow, he wasn't a bad person, obviously, but he clearly brought a distraction and drama and it wasn't worth that drama. Uh, without getting into anything else around the topic, Colin Kaepernick did the same thing. Like, is he a bad person? No, but it's a really short season and teams can't afford any kind of distraction. So if the distraction outweighs the play on the field, which has been the case with Odell recently, then it's just not worth it. And that's why he cleared waivers. And that's why, uh, you know, he's getting to pick his team now. You you know, just based on that alone, bringing drama, the Raiders might as well sign him because they probably know how to deal with drama <laughs> yeah, yeah. now. Fuck it. Yeah, sign him up. Everybody. <laughs> Dallin Cook's in trouble. Can we trade for him? Bring him here. Deshaun, why not? Yeah. Uh, anything else about this Odell situation before we move on to last week's game? No. Let's talk about Jordan Love. That was fun. Um, so <laughs> the game against the Chiefs went exactly as expected, other than Patrick Mahomes looked worse than I thought. Uh, for the Packers. No, Zach, um, did you not see all the the Mahomes magic is back? Did you not see all those titles? Oh, <laughs> uh, man. I don't know what's up with them. But uh, it's good to know that not even the Packers' defense can make them look better. That's a good thing. Um I mean, there's a lot of drops. There's a lot of players open. Uh, we didn't intercept Mahomes, even though Kevin King had every opportunity to do so. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, Packers looked fine other than special teams. I mean, the offensive line was terrible, but we knew that would happen. And it was pretty obvious why they were terrible. Um, but just starting, like, just with my notes here, the first note of the game I wrote down in uh, – I don't know why I'm deciding to say this now in episode 40, whatever, but pardon my language, but I wrote down Royce Newman's fucking terrible. And it's not funny anymore. It's not a joke anymore. I'm done with it. And they uh, had an Elton Jenkins interview presser yesterday, I think, yes, today or yesterday. Um, they asked him what position is he going to play when David Bakhtiari comes back and it looks like Bakhtiari's back. And he said, you know, either left guard or center. And, you know, that makes sense. But because the Packers put the temporary guard on the left and not on the right, like, they're not going to switch Royce Newman out because they're technically, I guess, is chemistry there. They're not going to move Runyon over there. The only person they'd move there is Lucas Patrick, and they don't like Lucas Patrick. So I'm, I'm just – I'm really done with it. And you can clip this if it's a cold take or whatever. But if the Packers don't move on from Royce Newman at right guard, it's he's going to make a mistake that costs them a chance at a Super Bowl. Because if you look at the teams they have to go up against, they have to go up against the Rams or the Buccaneers at least. And their interior defensive line mixed with their edge rushers, Royce Newman's a liability. He is one of the worst players I've ever seen starting in the NFL. And that's not me exaggerating, which I like to do for my own personal enjoyment. I think it's funny. Like when I say someone's terrible, a lot of the times I don't think they are. He's unbelievably bad and it makes me sad. Like I watch it and I just feel helpless. If you if know, you, it's, uh, oh, go on, Luke. I'm sorry. It's just a hypothetical question for you here. If you had to start your own NFL team and you get one pick between these these two players to you know be that cornerstone of your franchise can't take anyone else 
Royce Newman <laughs> or Jason Spriggs? <laughs> Jason Spriggs. I thought, you, I thought Jason Spriggs was fine. Like he got injured and was terrible after. Royce Newman has no shot. He has yeah. no shot to ever be good. It's there was a blitz. There was a blitz in the third or the fourth quarter, and they showed the blitz. It was an obvious blitz. It was an, it was a zero blitz. They all came. Two defensive backs came at Royce Newman, and he avoided both of them. It was the That's one impressive. when Tyron Matthew got the sack. It was unbelievable. He faked one way, went the other way, and missed them both. I don't understand. Like, I don't know what's going on in his head. He whiffs on everything. If he goes outside the tackle box, he is a liability to his health and everybody else's around him, mostly his own teammates. Like, he is slow. He's unathletic and mentally bad. And, like, everyone said he's so smart and he's super versatile and he can't do anything right. He's the worst player I've ever seen. I will add to that that I on those screens that they throw to running backs and tight ends and stuff, usually he's behind whoever catches the ball. <laughs> also, who, unbelievable. Who, whoever, looked, whoever looked at Royce Newman and that dumbass face and said, there's a smart guy. Um, <laughs> Zach, I, I do have to check you a little bit, though, um, when you say mm-hmm. he's going to make a mistake that costs the Packers a Super Bowl. Um, He's not going to be the only one, um, and everybody's going to gloss over it. I think there are a lot of the things we've been talking about all season that are all going to contribute. I see this like a giant game of Jenga. Um, Royce Newman is one of them that falls down. Everything's going to fall down around him, too. You know, we've talked about the D-line. Rashawn Gary, (laughs) hell of a hurry at the end of the game, though. Am I right? Um, You know, all those fucking problems. I mean, it's... It's it's almost laughable, right? Like everybody's like, "Hey, we look good against the Chiefs," and admittedly, I think for what we had, we did. Um, but it also painted such a beautiful portrait of what our downfall is going to be. Nobody is paying attention. Yeah, I don't know. I apologize for Royce Newman rant, and I think that might be my last one until you get somebody actually injured. It, like it was Ooh. fun to hate on him, and it's just no longer fun. I, Can I'm I be sad. your anger translator for him? Go for it. Do you want me to like send yes. you notes every time? Like, <laughs> yeah, like the, like the key and peel sketch, you know, when he's Obama's <laughs> anger translator, like that. I think, I think, uh, Zach, you should just um, write it up and hand it over to Trevor and say, Any edit, Mr. Editor? <laughs> yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that for this next game because I'm sure something will happen. Uh, Royce Newman, I think he was the worst graded player on the Packers. If you enjoy pro football grades in true pass stats, he got a grade of zero. So congratulations. Nice. Never <laughs> seen it done. I could do better than what's that. that Holy mean? shit. Zero. Well, also, what's that mean? Like, he, was not, he wasn't on the field? Like, like He's bad. He might not have been, been on some of those blitzes. We he don't would know. Have, he would have probably got a higher score if he wasn't on the field. Legit. I was gonna say, gonna lay down. Yeah, probably get the higher <laughs> score if he just falls down every play. Uh, speaking of laying down, Dennis Kelly on the blocked field goal. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> uh, he avoided two people, laid down, and it's not just his fault. He gets all the blame. Dean Lowry was the other person blocking on the field goal, and he didn't step inside. He was blocking somebody who probably would have blocked the kick if he didn't touch him but he also needs to step inside so people don't run there. But Dennis Kelly also had the slowest fall I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. And they just kind of walked around him and blocked the kick. So uh, one, can we, can we have a lineman that's not Dean Lowry blocking? And two, Dennis Kelly's bad in every possible way. He clearly wasn't hundred percent healthy, but wow. It's, it's, it's week 10. It's bad. Like, can we, like, I'm sorry, if you can't block by now, let's at least try to rotate, right? Like, <laughs> am I am I missing something? Like, I get it's not it's easy and you way. have stuff to learn, but it's, it's not working. Change it. Like, what are we doing here? Dean, Dean Lowry seems like a, an odd pick, too, considering there's so many other bigger defensive <laughs> linemen that you could use. We drafted so many offensive linemen for depth and versatility, <laughs> and we have Dean Lowry protecting Mason Crosby. <laughs> like, 
I don't know what's going on, dude. And is, if that it. wasn't worth worse enough or bad enough, we can't snap the goddamn ball. Like, at also, all. Also, by the way, it's telling that on the field goal extra point, this is my last point, they move Royce Newman to the left because they can't blitz off the left and actually block a kick. So they move him to the left where nobody blitzes and rushes. So he can just stand over there and be non-existent and be <laughs> fine. They move Dean Lowry in the game to replace him to beef up the offensive line. That tells you everything you need to know. And moving on. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Um, Kenny Clark gave zero effort the first drive. They scored. Then he got hurt. I'm nervous, but TJ Slayton played super well. Um, but, uh, <laughs> My guy. Whatever noise that, that was. <laughs> or the Pillsbury Dough. on the soundboard. <laughs> um, he played well. Tyler Lancaster did not. I hope Kenny Clark's not out, though, because – like we talked about in the preseason, I think it was, that's the one injury that could ruin the entire defense. And, yeah, I hope I hope that doesn't happen. Uh, Devondre Campbell had a pretty good game, but he was caught in absolute no man's land on that uh, Travis Kelsey touchdown. I was standing like two yards off the line of scrimmage and let Travis Kelsey walk behind him for a touchdown. That's a little concerning. But this is where I get upset. Not at the Rice Newman thing. Second drive, A.J. Dillon eating. Got four touches in five plays deep in the Chiefs territory. And then they went three straight plays to Aaron Jones, end of the drive. Uh, uh, Elton Jenkins missed the block on the third down screen. Uh, completely just didn't block the person. Needs to at least chip him. And then it was the mi- missed field goal. Uh, mostly on the long snapper, who was absolutely horrendous. His laces were completely off. Uh our punter should have been able to spin it, but he didn't. Obviously, it's a timing thing. But so much going wrong. But my thing is, A.J. Dillon, four touches in five plays, killed them. He didn't get another carry until 5.30 left of the half. Like, we just completely went away from him. And, like, that shit doesn't happen with Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers audibles to the play. And when this is like the play calling, if you thought, oh, the, Matt LaFleur just had a bad play calling game, like this was his bad game that he called. This is the game he calls. And now you see what Aaron Rodgers checks to. Like this was very telling about who we have as our play caller, in my opinion. And we talked about last week, obviously, the overwhelming consensus was that he had a good game. But even in the good game with Aaron Rodgers helping him, we saw him in the red zone where he ran it three, four, or passed it three, four straight times from the three. Like, this is Mm -hmm. now the second week in a row. We've seen this before. This is not a fluke. This is a a trend. I don't know when people are going to catch on. I I don't care what his record is. Um, If he can't play call, (laughs) guess what fucking happens when Rodgers leaves? Uh, That record goes down the damn toilet. Um, so talk about coach of the year all, all you want. Um, when he actually coaches this year, he's left a lot to be desired. I'll put it at that. Yeah. I don't know how many times I heard someone clap back at me saying, you're really going to criticize the coach who has the most mobile fastest to however many wins. It's like, daddy, <laughs> like congratulations I guess. twice a year. Good job. No, it's Aaron Rodgers. Like, Aaron Rodgers does well, everything. That too. He's the straw that stirs the drink. You know who also was probably the fastest punter to however many wins? J.K. Scott. Congratulations. Greatest punter of all time, right? Like, what did he do? <laughs> no one. Like you, like, you can say that about anybody on the staff. It's, it's so stupid. It's such a bad – Brian Gutekind's most successful GM of all time because he had however many wins. Like – I could go like it's it's the same thing. It's so stupid. Uh, the biggest I thought. Okay, let's talk about Jordan Love. Actually, yes, I thought he did fine, but he also looked. I don't think he understands football, and I mean that in the worst possible way. Um, if they crowd the line of scrimmage, no safety, zero blitz, and they're showing it, and then he just they ran the ball up the middle. Like, 
can't even check it to a slant. You can't check it to something. <laughs> I don't think he knows the playbook. Like he doesn't know the playbook good enough to check. It's not an excuse that he hasn't played. Uh, we hear stories all the time about Andrew Luck coming into the very first game or very first practice of training camp and making checks that the rest of his team didn't know yet. That was his very first practice of his rookie year. Jordan Love is in week 10 or week nine at the time of his second year. And I don't think he knows the offense enough. And not only that, I don't think he knows how to read a defense. It's That's more concerning than anything for me. That's something you can learn, but he's clearly not a quick learner. Then, you know, you throw in the fact that he also can't throw a football, which is, uh, you know, not a good thing for a quarterback, I would say. Yeah, Zach, I was just going to bring up, you know, everyone's out there talking, oh, you can't evaluate Jordan Love, his first NFL game, yada, yada, whatever. Um, the dude's a first-round pick from a Division One college who sat a year in the NFL, had a year to learn a Packers offense, plus eight more games. You know, of course he's not going to come out there and be Aaron Rodgers, but the dude has to have some capabilities to throw beyond 10 yards downfield. Also, people were saying, look at Troy Aikman, look at Tom Brady. Right. You're talking about like 20, 30 years ago. This isn't even the same brand of football, A, B. To your point, Zach, at least they could read defenses. Like everybody's like, I don't think Jordan Love is that bad. Like people are inaccurate on your throws. It wasn't that he was inaccurate. It was exactly like you two said. He cannot read a defense. And I don't care how good of an arm you have. If you're too stupid to read a defense, learn an offense within two years or make checks, you are not a quarterback in the NFL. I'm not exaggerating when I say I know high school kids who could have gone in and had a better game because they know how to read a defense and they know how to make checks. They may not be as good of throwers, but you don't need to be. Also, Jordan Love didn't make any good throw. Like he had one, I guess the throw to Lazard was pretty good. Obviously, it wasn't a touchdown throw. Lazard scored the touchdown. But um, I think there's a lot of easy throws. He doesn't set his feet. Like I said before the game, apparently that was not a correct key to some people. But when he sets his feet, he's a hell of a lot better, but he never sets his feet. Um, Also, the Packers, because of their offensive line inexperience and the way they keep shuffling things, um, they don't make the calls. So that was a very big thing. So usually on most teams, uh, the center makes a call. The center uh, keys who the Mike linebacker is. So the running back knows who to block and all of that. I would assume that was placed on Lucas Patrick, I guess, for the first time ever, because you know Jordan Love wasn't making that call. He didn't know anything. It was, it was pretty evident. Like, they nobody knew who to block. And yeah, and the defense knew it. Uh, the Spagnola or whatever clearly didn't respect Jordan Love. He probably blitzed half the time. And you would have seen – quite literally maybe three blitzes the entire game if Aaron Rodgers was that quarterback because you just don't blitz Aaron Rodgers. He makes you pay every time to do so. That's the biggest difference when you go down from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love. Like that's going to be the thing people are going to have to get used to next year if somehow Rodgers doesn't get re-signed or whatever or extended. Like all of a sudden we see blitzes. All of a sudden everything gets a lot harder, a lot worse. The play action doesn't work. The downfield shots don't work. Even when – the Chiefs dare Jordan Love. Like, I dare you to make a check at the line of scrimmage. He couldn't do it. And that's the biggest takeaway. It's not his stats. It's not his him looking scared. It's that he hasn't even played enough Madden to know how to make a check. He, Simple. I mean, he's the only quarterback ever where I've seen a team put eight guys in the line, rush at him, and he goes, a blitz? How? Like, he was confused and I, I don't know if anybody else picked up on this but at least at the starting of the game when he was looking at the defense you could tell he wasn't doing anything like his eyes were darting around like a mile a minute you could tell he was just looking at guys to try to look good like there there's no way you're making a read in that time he was just looking to see who's probably going to blitz him but he also wasn't making the reads so it doesn't matter like um, anything else here? Uh, Jordan Love almost threw a pick six. He stared down AJ Dillon the entire time on that throw. I don't know how AJ Dillon caught that. 
I don't know how it wasn't intercepted. I don't, there's a lot of weird things on multiple interception plays. Obviously, Kevin King dropped an easy interception that went or that turned into three points. Those three points certainly could have been nice to have back. Um, Luke, what did you have to say? I was going to say um, my, my buddy Cole, he, he's a big guy. He listens to us all the time. He's day one, whatever. Um, he usually watches live. He couldn't get in. But he wanted me to ask or to tell you guys that um, he thought Love did just as well as Mahomes, and he can't tell if the Chiefs um, are actually this bad or the Packers defense played very well. Um, he wasn't as good as Mahomes. I think it was a little bit of both of the last thing, though. I think the game would have been a lot different if the Chiefs just caught passes. Like, I'd like to, I didn't look. There's probably six drops in the game at least. It was insane. I, I don't understand what's going on. The Chiefs definitely didn't play good. Packers defense definitely played better than I thought, but then there's also a lot of opportunities for the Chiefs that they did not take, in my opinion. Also, if I may, and I'm sure Cole's a great guy, but people that say Jordan Love <laughs> played as well as Mahomes, that screams to me that we always talk about box score analysis. Like that is that's that's the only way you can say they're the same. Because their stats look the same. Anybody that knows quarterbacks knows they did not. It was, I don't know. It was just a bad effort all around, man. Like, no one thought it, Jordan Love played well. Nobody did. Not even right. Matt LaFleur. But then Matt LaFleur didn't make an adjustment to help him. Like, it was just all around. Nobody helped each other. It was like... Can we get Aaron on the phone? What what would Aaron do in this situation? Someone ask him because we don't know what to do. It's second quarter and we don't know. We don't make changes at the second quarter. Usually Aaron tells us what to do. Like that's what the whole game felt like to me. It was so except for Joe Barry, who was just a ball of energy in the sideline. What a what a what a welcome. Slowest game ever. I was like in a little ball on my phone on the floor. Slow. It was such a slow game, and I felt like love was so lost. Oh, I don't. Who is more lost, him or his parent or his mom and <laughs> girlfriend finding their seats up there? I'm pretty sure for the they, could have, they could probably read the defenses better from up there than he could. From- <laughs> Legit, yeah, like even they knew it was about to happen. This is not good. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, everybody's talking about how like we can't judge him and stuff, but um, when. How can you say you can't judge him, but we all want to go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Like, you want to go to the Super Bowl, you've got to be realistic. It's, and it's not going to happen with love. Yeah, it's been two years. He's If you don't think Rodgers come back, now he's got, what, a year? Is he going to make all that move in a year? I, I, I doubt it. How, uh, how pissed do you think Gutenkunst is that Jordan Love wasn't Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. He was about as red as my sweatshirt, 100%. I mean, I like, this wouldn't have happened. But if Jordan Love went out there and, like, passed for 300, he probably could have traded Jordan Love. Like, he wouldn't have done that. But, he like, against the AFC, uh, carved up the Chiefs, like, that would have been the perfect pitch to every AFC team, like the Steelers who are going to need a quarterback and, you know, teams like that. It's like – Look, this kid already did it once. He's learning. He's on a cheap rookie deal. You can trade for him. Give us a give us a third round pick. We already know that we fucked up, but like we that should. would have been perfect. Right. But now I we was, can't even do that. I was just gonna say, uh, with other teams getting Packers backup quarterbacks for one game, I Mac, Matt Flynn got a ten million dollar contract out of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he did not have the Matt Flynn game, Flynn game. Uh, he didn't even have a Brett Hundley game, mm-hmm. unfortunately. That's saying something. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, yes, it is. For sure. Uh, only other thing I wrote down was the muffed punt. Well, also the touching. Like, I don't know what Malik Taylor what did or was trying to do on that touch. Um, but the muffed punt with Amari Rogers, it's just fundamental. Like, he was he was running. Well, a different play. Communication on the touch. The oh, muffed yeah, yeah. Punt on The muffed punt on Rogers. He just didn't set his feet, and then he dropped the ball. Like, I don't. He, the only good thing about him was that he's sure-handed, and he's had like three muff punts now. I don't – why – he's – in my eyes, and, it, you know, I'm overreacting, so I wouldn't be a good GM, I guess. I think he's cuttable. I think you can cut him. 
Uh, there's no point. Like, what does he bring to our team? Nothing. Randall Cobb. A waste of space. Give him time. <laughs> Give him time. It's not like Randall Cobb had a touchdown his very first play. <laughs> yeah. Anything else to say about this game? Like, it was just a shit show. Like I Janet will said, say... Does, oh. does Jordan Love look like a baby deer when he runs? Kind of. No. Baby I will deer say... are more graceful and they know where they're going. <laughs> because at one point, I think, like, he tried to run out of bounds with the ball and he looked... I don't know if you ever saw that Friends episode where Phoebe takes um, <laughs> Rachel running with her and Rachel's embarrassed to run with her because she runs like... She runs like with her hands up in the air. I, that's what he reminded me of, and I don't, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I will, I will say about his his running. I like that he ran instead of you know, aside from a couple plays, did his Utah State shit and just launched the ball downfield, um, into triple coverage. Uh, it's nice, to, nice to see that that you know you can make some plays without, you know, you launching the ball fifty yards downfield. The pass that he panicked and threw it and it completed to Mercedes Lewis, no chance that was intentional. Right. I don't, there's no chance. He wasn't even looking there. It was his best throw of the day. And it was a great play. <laughs> and it was a loss of two yards. Like I, was, I, I can't believe I forgot about this. Can we talk about a situational awareness real quick? At the end of the first sure. half, that was embarrassing, right? Like they had, I think, two timeouts or one. He runs for seven, 40 seconds left, and he gets up like, all right, guys, we got 15 minutes on the clock. So LaFleur has to call the timeout. And then when he calls it, Love's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good in the huddle here. Like, you're a yeah, quarterback. Get your ass to the sidelines, first of all. Second of all, like, you don't even have to be a quarterback. I could stick Janet's dog on the damn field and say, <laughs> you have 40 seconds left. You have two timeouts. And he'd slide down and call a timeout like 35 seconds left like what are we how do you not even know that decisional awareness like it's bad just the not going to the sideline during a timeout i i what are you doing like what's your problem even roger everybody goes to the sideline your teammates you're standing off there by yourself what are you doing they're they're at at the very top they're all the way up there yeah get water no shit since everybody's sharing Uh, water bottles yeah (laughs) <laughs> What's the NFL doing? <laughs> Outside of that, though, I was really happy with Chris Barnes and Campbell again. Like those guys were laying the wood. Like they, they look good. It scared me for a little bit because I was like, "Wait a second, is Joe Barry doing a good job?" And I was like, "Wait, no, no, he's not. It's it's Mahomes <laughs> and these receivers." That um, so I kept my tweet pinned. That that tackle <laughs> that Chris Barnes stuffed uh, Damian Williams at the goal line. That was that was awesome. That, that's right up there in my ranking for best uh, Packer moment so far. That and uh, I still fucking own you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good hit. Uh, yeah, they've both been really solid. Obviously, Campbell's getting all the love this year, and rightfully so. But Barnes has been quietly solid. He hasn't really made mistakes, which is all you can ask for. And then obviously, he made a play there. Um, even the, the cornerbacks did pretty well. Uh, Rasul Douglas got caught chasing Tyreek Hill a few times, but like, what's he gonna do? Yeah, uh, Douglas is him. slow, and Hill's super fast. Yeah, like the Chiefs had so many missed opportunities. Just run a straight line; they could have bombed it to Tyreek every play. Uh, Kevin King looked fine. He was the highest graded player on the team. If you want to talk about Pro Football Focus, uh, not sure how, but whatever. He looked fine. I'm surprised he didn't get hurt. Diving for that interception. Uh, Savage had a massive game. I thought he played extremely okay. well. Um, Rashawn Gary, I'm done with. I think he's one of the most overrated players in the NFL. I'm completely done with him. He's the Darius Smith 2.0 to me. We talked, about we talked about that hurry at the end of the game. Like, <laughs> obviously, he didn't make the play. Mahomes made a great play. Great. Another example why hurries are fucking dumb as hell. He got a hurry. Was that as good as bringing him down? Don't think so. He he didn't do much. I mean, let's be honest. Only plays this year are when the quarterback falls into his lap, a.k.a. Taylor Heineke. That's all that he can do. He's also not good against the run. 
Like he gets himself out of position like Zadarius, and then he's also just not like a bulldozer. He doesn't shed blocks super well. So I don't know. I'm I'm I don't think he's a bad player. I'm just disappointed. He's definitely not a project that paid off, in my opinion. And uh he we will pay him as if he did uh when his contract comes up because he's gonna make slight improvements every single year. And we're gonna pay him thinking and you know, in eight years, he's going to be Julius Peppers. And that's not how it works, actually. And he'll play like Julius Peppers when he's 52. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I will say, I agree with you, Zach, on the developmental project that's just not working out. The only thing that stings so much is that draft was so good with so many players <sighs> who could be so much better on the Packers right now. <laughs> Brian Burns would have a healthy Lord, ankle. Yep. <laughs> True. True. Um, yeah, anything else on this game before we look ahead to Seattle? Did Janet correctly predict how many points the Chiefs would score? She said 17 for the Packers. Did she say 17-13? And she was very mm-hmm. damn close. Yes. So. Oh, I said 16-15, something like that. It was like one point off. But yeah, no, I I, I was pretty surprised by the score. It was even lower than <laughs> No, you got to be confident. You got to be like, it played out exactly how I said. Yeah. Flip it, post it on Twitter, retweet it, all the the nine yards. I said one was going to suck more than the other one. That's all that matters. (laughs) Basically what that game was, to be completely honest. Uh, Um, Okay. So Seattle. This one or the the game against the Saints? I don't know. This one. This This one, one, because I saw a lot. This game was there's too many incomplete passes. This game drug on. Um, okay, Seattle. Jordan loved a part of both those games, by the way. Sure was. Sure was. Is it a trend? Maybe. Uh Packers own obviously the Seahawks in Green Bay. I believe Russell Wilson is now 0-6 in Lambeau Field. Um, which is great. Obviously, Russell Wilson's going to be coming back. Uh, on time, regardless of what his doctor said. Obviously, the doctors cut a promo for him saying he's the hardest working athlete of all time, worked his way back from the injury. Uh, Not that we pulled a LeBron James giving a longer time window, so when he comes back early, oh, how how did he defy the human body? J.J. Watt does the same thing. So even people I like do it, but it's so stupid. I'm so sick of it. It's like we don't – well, I shouldn't say we know. Like some people know what's going on, most people don't. But just imagine, just imagine when Derrick Henry comes back in two weeks. Right. <laughs> he he could be like a normal person would be out three years for this. He's back. Oh my God, <laughs> Derrick Henry's a freak. And he's six to seven percent more explosive. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Fox Sports. Okay. Um, the Packers. I feel like. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like they have a lot of games this season against teams that are coming off their bye. And this is at least another one. Uh, Seattle's coming off their bye. They are in must-win mode. They are 3-5, and five, obviously, in a competitive NFC West. Um, they have lost three out of their past four games, with their one win being against Jacksonville. Obviously, Geno Smith, a part of all of those games, so... I think with a grain of salt, I guess, they get healthier. They get Chris Carson back. I think they get a couple other people back. But the Packers are favored by, I think it's two and a half. It seems um, low. It is low. Three and a half. At least it's three and a half now. Um, over under 49 and a half. Um, Aaron Rodgers technically, I guess, has to clear some health hurdles. Um, I'm not too worried. He's going to be fine. He's going to play. Um, David Bakhtiari should play, I would assume. And when he plays, it's not going to be a snap count thing, obviously, for a left tackle either. He's in or he's out. So he should be in. I would assume that means what they probably will do because they hate Lucas Patrick. They'll probably hide Elton Jenkins at center, which is a disaster move, but that's what they're going to do. And then they'll keep Runyon at left, and they'll keep uh, Royce Newman at right. And hopefully they just tell, you know, Jenkins, just double with Royce Newman every play. Um, That'll help that a little bit. 
but overall, like, like Luke, you can start. I, I'm I'm just not too worried about this game personally. But like, I, what are your thoughts? I agree. I agree with you. I'm not worried. I mean, the history is there. I've brought it up multiple times. Russell Wilson can't play in Lambo. Um, I think uh, it's a high of 39 here on Sunday. Um, there was a, there was a chance to snow in the, in the forecast. I don't know if it's still there or not. But this is this seems like a classic, you know, November chilly weather game where you know you're going to hear every hit. Decals going to be popping off the helmets. Um, it's a hard nosed football game, and I I do think that Seattle's still a good football team. I think they just had issues with injuries, or whatever. And I think Seattle's kind of getting back to healthy, and I and I don't know why um, they wouldn't give Green Bay their best shot. You know, it is, like you said, it's a must win. Um, Russell Wilson's back. You know, w- whatever that is. But um, I, I just got to go with the, you know, the, the, the weather, I think, does just play well for the Packers because they have been running the ball well um, this year. I will say, too, I'll, I'll, be, at the, I'll be at the game Sunday, um, and Seattle games are usually the ones where most people get in fights. So I'm sure the, the fans are going to be all rowdy, and I think that does 100% play a factor for the Packers. That is fair. A guy was punched out uh, the last Seahawks game I was mm-hmm. at. And I will be there again, and I hope nobody gets punched out again. Um, if you want to know, it sounded like a dude punching Jello. That's what it sounds like. But um, any the way you set it up, I thought you were going to be like a dude got punched in the face, and I will be there again to fight that guy again, and I will give him my best shot. Uh, no, no, not going to happen because I don't want to lose this dude's season tickets. I will be there. If you see me or Luke, say hello. Um, okay. Don't punch us, please. Um, beside the point, um, I. I, I I just don't see as well. I, I don't see a way the Seahawks come away with this, right? Like, Wilson's coming back. I don't know how that hand's going to hold up. Nobody does. And it's a cold game, too, so he's going to be feeling it more. Same with Chris Carson. Um, with his injuries, we know he can't stay on the field. This defense is not really a, a defense, right? The Packers are going to be juiced. They're going to want blood. They're going to have Rodgers back. Roger's going to want to murder everybody on the other side of the field, literally. Um, so I, I, I just don't see a route they lose unless literally every kick gets blocked, which is unfortunately possible. Sure. What's your thoughts, Janet? Um, I don't like these three twenty-five games. I feel like they feed us all. They yeah. feed all the players Arby's right before they go play because. I don't know why. Like, I just feel like every time we play at 325, we play slow. Um, is it? I I have not checked up on Russell Wilson um, other than his wife that I follow on Instagram. Is it his throwing hand? It's his throwing hand? Yeah. 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 yeah so I think that might affect him for sure. I really hope it does. Um, mm-hmm. he, he may like a – he's been really dramatic, like, um, coming back. And I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be just as dramatic coming back. So I think it's going to be a fun game. Um, but, yeah, I I don't know. I don't really see Russell Wilson winning in Green Bay anytime soon just because he hasn't. This is kryptonite. I, my uncle's going to be there. So I'll tell him to look for you guys. All right. Fight the if guy I with. See, if I he's, see a random dude come up and he just like, hey, he's a Seattle are you Trevor? Fan. I'm good. I'm gonna be worried. So he's a Seattle fan too. So it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a mosh Luke's pit. Luke's gonna punch sees. him on sight. <laughs> but he says that ever since Russell Wilson married Sierra, he's not the same. So I don't know. He's like he's not the same. Ever since he married that girl, he plays like shit. So I don't know. <laughs> Um, I really hope that that we win this game. Honestly, I want Aaron Rodgers to come back with a vengeance right now because I know he's getting trashed on and everything like that. So I want him to come back and just run them over. Do we do we see the belt on Sunday? I hope so. Oh man, I hope so. I think we. Hope he does it to. Maybe you think he was squatting the whole time in his COVID cave, (laughs) just getting getting his legs under him. I'm not sure if they're allowed to land ball leap. I think that's kind of frowned upon. It must be, which is bullshit. But because Especially nobody's with the Rogers doing now. 
He's gonna yeah, be like, like coughing on everybody. Like, on, I, I love Lazard, but we know his ass, like, against Washington. He would have jumped in because he does not catch many touchdowns. No. Um, my big key for this game for the Packers, and I'm not going to say or ask the question of if it's a Rashawn Gary game because I'm done with it. It isn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could be. Will it be? I'm not sure. Um, for the Packers to win this game, like defensively, I think it's pretty simple. Like they just need to limit the deep passes on Seattle. Like if Russell Wilson doesn't complete a pass over 40 yards, I think they win. Uh, just keep, you know, even if you just do like a two shell, uh, enforce everything underneath. If Russell Wilson completes 70% of his passes, I think that's fine. As long as Lockett or DK Metcalf don't escape for a massive play. So you know, keep a safety over top on Kevin King. Uh, remind Kevin King pre-snap on every single play, and we should be fine. Uh, aside from that, I mean, the I hope Kenny Clark plays, I guess, but the defensive front should be able to get some pressure on Wilson. It's not like their offensive line is very good. So, and I'm, yeah, I'm not worried about uh, Aaron Rodgers. We said it on the fantasy football show. Uh, Devontae Adams has back-to-back 160-plus yard games against Seattle, and he may actually go for three. It's very, very possible. Uh, Luke, what's your key for this game? I was going to piggyback off of your um, stopping stopping the long pass. Um, Last time we played Seattle, I think everyone expected Kevin King to match up with DK Metcalf and Jair Alexander to match up with Tyler Lockett. It seemed to be flipped on that game. I, I would imagine this game, just for speed alone, Kevin King, you know, they'd probably stay on sides, but I think I would rather have Kevin King on DK Metcalf because Rasul Douglas seems like he would, you know, burn right down the sideline. Um, so I, I think definitely stopping DK Metcalf is is what I'll, what I'll lean to because he's such a game changer on one play like he did against, you know, the Saints. Um, if, if you don't give up that, that play to, to the big guy, you know, uh, I, I don't see Seattle scoring many points or moving the ball very well. I think the key to this game uh, is Jonathan Garvin, which sounds weird, but history repeats itself. Um, It seems like the last couple games with um, Seattle, especially the one in the regular season, I want to say 2015, 2016, a lot of those lesser known defensive players really came up and you need to rotate when you have Wilson there. And I think Garvin dare I say, to Daryl Slayton, if he can breathe. I think those guys are going to be huge this game um, because he will tire you out, but if you can get to him, you can definitely rattle him, especially with that hand, get in his face. Um, so the names might sound weird, but you know those guys have been quiet at times, quietly making good plays. I think this is a game where one of them makes the play, so to speak. And before you go, Janet, I brought up the injury report. I probably should have done this earlier. Um, Looking at the practice today, uh, Dean Laurie was a full participant, which is good. He was limited last game, and that was a big deal, honestly, on the interior of that defensive line. Limited, which provides more optimism than not for some of these players. Uh, Kenny Clark, Eric Stokes, Kingsley Kiki, Dennis Kelly, and Equinemius St. Brown were all limited. And Dominique Daphne was the only player who did not practice uh, with a hamstring injury. So that's a little scary. Obviously, uh, DeGuara is, uh, sorry, Luke and Trevor, he's better than Dominique Daphne. So um, hopefully they play him more. And I don't think this is a terrible thing, but, uh, you know, whatever. Janet, what's your key for this game? Uh, Don't let DK Metcalf get the ball. Um, and also, <laughs> so also to just keep the offense off the field, um, uh, the Seahawks offense off the field, because if, you know, Russell Wilson throws that ball to Metcalf, it's over. Like I, he's a monster. I just can't believe some of the plays that he makes sometimes. I'm like, are you serious? I could just imagine him like standing next to me. It would be insane. We drafted a uh, Rashawn Gary instead of him. No. <sighs> Hey, to be fair, Rashawn Gary, better softball player. <laughs> DK Metcalf struck out in a celebrity softball game. 
biggest loser of all time. Uh, continue, Janet. Um, yeah, that's all I would have to say. And um, just whenever, you know, Seahawk has the ball, that defense needs to step up. And I'm a big Campbell fan, and I became a Campbell fan really fast. So I just love him. He's on all over the field the entire game. He just pops out of nowhere sometimes. I'm like, how did he get from that side to the other? So um, I just I want him to keep that fire during this game. I love watching him. He's great. He's really good. going to be sad when he gets signed by <laughs> – I hope he gets signed by the Lions. Uh, he'll probably get signed by, like, the Vikings or something. <laughs> if he goes to the Lions, it's fine. That's okay. Falls up, baby. Keep the Lions is Packers 2.0. <laughs> Honestly, they're – they have my heart. They have my heart. <laughs> they have my soul. Um, so, damn. Boo. <laughs> Selwood's upset. Jared Goff is not playing well. Put, um, put some talent so around him. <laughs> yeah, MVP. No they just signed a wide receiver who he played with in the with uh, at the Rams, Josh Reynolds. So, oh maybe, boy, maybe that's the cheat code. Seems like a big yeah, good uh, good fantasy pickup. Actually, might be. Um, <laughs> they'll probably start day one. Uh, so the Packers are favored by three and a half points over under 49 and a half. Um, these games typically have been fairly competitive. Um, I'm going to go with the Packers win and cover 27-21. So I'm thinking the under, but I think the Packers, uh, the offense especially, plays a lot better this game. I, I agree. Offense plays better. Like I said, I think this will be a grinded out, you know, helmet popping, decal, breaking, whatever kind of game. Um, I think we see a couple of injuries because, you know, it got cold pretty quick in Green Bay. Um, so I think that, you know, with injuries, you know, kind of a run first approach, I think we do see low scoring. I'll go the under Zach. And I don't trust the Seahawks offense until, you know, Russell Wilson's fully healed. Um, I, I, if, like I said, if they don't, you know, get that 40 yarder, I don't think they score a touchdown. Um, and I, I don't think the Packers need to do a lot on offense to win this game. So I'm, I'm going to throw out something like 21 to six Packers. Uh, I'll go, I'll go 34, 21. Um, I think they get a couple turnovers early. I think like always Seahawks come back Packers score a late touchdown to really put it to bed and then get the extra point blocked because you know, it's green Bay. Um, and then everybody's like, oh, okay, we, we are going to win. Um, you know, I'm not scared of this offense. Russell Wilson's going to be feeling it. I think, like I said, the player's going to be amped. They're going to be running at him, and uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to kill some guys. He might lay the boom. He might lay the truck stick, and I am here to see it. Same. <laughs> I say Packers, 24, Seahawks. 21. Um, like I said, I really want Aaron Rodgers to come back with a vengeance just to be like, this is what happens when you get rid of me. Uh, like if you don't want to get rid of me because without me, we don't win. So. <laughs> yeah. He needs to have a good game. If Rodgers comes back and is like, you know, complete 60% of his passes, throws a couple picks. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think that crowd could parts of the crowd could turn on him pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah I'm not, I would, I'm, I would actually disagree. I feel like not, not getting political here, but people up there are more likely to uh, agree with him on certain aspects. And I think that's something to take into account versus the rest of the state. That's fair. We shall find out. I'd actually, um, if either of you or both of you or whatever, when they do, Rogers thought they were going to do offensive announcements for this game. I'd be curious to know like what the crowd reception was when he gets called out. Okay. If you want to post that on Twitter or something, I think that could be cool. And it useful. was defense against Washington. So it would be off or defense. So it would be offense this week. Yep. Okay. So getting your fight at least a little bit after the uh, at least the first Shana, quarter. Where's so your uncle? I'm going to, I'll call him out from my seat. if he's close. <laughs> Okay. I'll, I'll ask him where he's sitting. I think he's going to be there for sure though. I'm, but, I'm, uh, I'm, him. I'm serious. When, when I say it gets rowdy there uh, during Seattle games, 
one time these these two guys turned around right next to me. There's an old guy with Seattle with the cane. These guys were drunk and they're like, you know, bitching at him or whatever. This guy starts swinging his cane at him and it, it got wild. Just push him over. He right. needs a cane. Just, sure. you know, little, little, little nudge. It was great. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if it turns into World Star, also record that. <laughs> yeah. could be interesting. Record horizontally, guys. Got it. Come on. Be better. <laughs> None of that vertical sure. bullshit. Um, also, if you're at the game and you see Luke and I in a fight, help. Uh, help. We don't endorse fights, <laughs> it's true. but yeah. help because we need it. We're probably losing, so jump in anytime you want. I, I can only speak for myself in that respect. Help. Even if it looks <laughs> it's a good like call a call to action. Help. Yeah. I will I will say that my, my buddies wanted to start tailgating at eleven, so who knows what that'll lead to. <laughs> I might not want to see you during the game. Um <laughs> It's okay because he might not recognize you. That's <laughs> very true. Wait, is that you Mark Stokes? Trevor? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, this was Lombardi Sweep. We will be back next week, next Wednesday. If you want to listen to us live, we are on the Flurry Sports YouTube. Twitter and Facebook pages. Uh, subscribe, share the podcast. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week. Later. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.